So, here we go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's get the party started. Welcome to the Accessibility Corner here on Dialogue Radio Network, brought to you by Stephanie Townsend, the law office of Stephanie Townsend, Ayala and Associates. We are doing this on Facebook Live also, so those of you, those of you on Facebook Live, go to www.dialogueep.com to hear what I'm hearing in my ears. We're going to have a lot of audio today. We're going to be talking about some issues that I think that need to be discussed regarding Mental health diagnosis versus intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, me and my wife, uh, we have anxieties, and we'll be talking about. You know, the, introduce yourself, mom. Sorry. Hi, I'm Lourdes Hernandez. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Okay. So, like I said, just come on, on to www.dialogueep so you can hear it uh, live stream. And if now you can look at us, that's fine. So today we're going to be doing a, a bunch of little audios. Um, that's why I said go ahead and today listen to what I'm hearing in my earpiece. The first thing we're going to do, that we always do for our, all our shows, is called the Accessibility Minute. Hold on. Keep, keep talking. No, no. Yeah. And this uh, Accessibility Minute, it kind of gives you technologies and resources and uh, devices that are for those with different, dis- disabil- different disabilities, like visual impairment, mobile um, mobility. Uh, it's called EasterSeals.com. Check them out. And today we're going to be talking about an alarm. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if I heard correctly, it shakes. So you know, those who are uh, hearing, uh, hard of hearing, mm-hmm. uh, they could kind of listen, like if their alarm's going off we're and ready. stuff like that. We're so, ready. So we're ready. So we're going to go ahead and listen to the Accessibility Minute. Hey there, welcome to Accessibility Minute, your weekly look at assistive technology. Those clever tools and devices designed to help people who have difficulties with vision, mobility, hearing, or other special needs. Standard alarm clocks aren't very effective at waking heavy sleepers or people with significant hearing loss. There are a few options available for these individuals, extra loud audible alarms, bed shakers, or lamp flashers. One of the newer bed shakers available from Harris Communications is the Vibio Bluetooth Bed Shaker. The Bluetooth Bed Shaker is customizable via the free app available on both Android and iOS devices. According to Harris Communications' website, Vibio's unique soft, cozy design harmonizes with your bed and won't disturb your bedroom's in. Features include control multiple alarms through a free app, be alerted to important calls and texts, snooze from the app or pull the built-in snooze strap, rechargeable battery which lasts for weeks, comes with bed shaker and charging cable. Visit harriscom.com to learn more. For more information, to read our blog, or to drop us a line, visit eastersealstech.com. That was your Accessibility Minute for this week. I'm Laura Metcalf with the Data Project at Easter Seals Crossroads in Indiana. Today we're going to talk about, like I said, mental health diagnosis versus intellectual disabilities or de- developmental disabilities. And what the difference is, in my experience, uh, I've dealt with anxieties and uh, my, my cousin has uh, Down syndrome. So we're going to kind of have that contrast. What's the difference? Because sometimes people kind of entwine those two together. <clears throat> and not only that, they also they're afraid of that diagnosis or that disability. It's not contagious. So we're going to kind of talk about 
And I think it would be good to talk about our experiences to kind of get like that kind of um, hometown feel, I guess, of how we deal with it. Uh, is that clip ready, Mr.? Yes. We're going to play that. When I'm depressed, it's trying to do anything feels like trying to start a car when there's no gas in the car. You can like really want to go somewhere, you can really want to like do the thing, but you literally don't have the means. You know, it can feel as heavy as a boulder or as light to carry around as my fingernail, but it's as much a part of me as that fingernail is. Depression to me feels like a giant weight, kind of like one of those big dumbbells. It starts like right in your gut and you just feel it slowly intensifying. So it starts out small and then all of a sudden it gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. It goes down to your stomach, it goes up to your heart, it kind of spreads throughout your entire body and it just gets like slowly heavier and heavier and just a little bit harder to deal with and a little bit harder to carry. And then it gets really overwhelming. Having anxiety feels like a million bubbles filled with things that could go wrong that are just pushing on me. And each bubble is filled with something that could go wrong. And all of the things that could go wrong are irrational to a normal person, but to someone with anxiety, the thing that could go wrong feels like the worst thing in the world. It kind of feels like rolling in a ball down a hill, you do start to feel like a little bit like a roly-poly and you just kind of collapse in on yourself. And like one little kind of thing that you get fixated on and then it just kind of starts to kind of spin and spin and spin around you until um, you kind of feel like you can't control all the things that are worrying you anymore. I have obsessive compulsive disorder uh, and to me that's always felt like having a separate sort of cloud of a mind outside of my own mind, a sort of buzzing gray hive of thoughts that sort of come in and out of my own brain and uh, can be sort of busy or less busy depending on how I'm feeling on the day. OCD is like a faucet dripping over and over and over again. And you keep having all these irrational thoughts and you know they're irrational, but you just keep having them and they are so important to you at that moment and it's all led by fear. feels kind of like being this like high-functioning robot, but if you like went into the mind of the robot and actually learned what the robot is thinking, it's just like a bunch of Katy Perry songs and like old childhood memories. It has this huge importance to you. This is the thing that um, actually impacts many, many, many people, but people don't actually do anything about it because we are trained to think that it's not a problem or it's something that we can control when sometimes it actually isn't. There's a lot of beauty that can come out of it. There are strengths to it for sure, and I think a lot of creative people especially have figured out ways to um, connect ideas and use it in a creative sort of way. So this, that video, that audio, is uh, regarding people that have been diagnosed with a mental health diagnosis. And I say diagnosis twice. But I was diagnosed back in 2008 because there was a consequential effect of my uh, vision loss. And the way I found out, actually, it was kind of weird because I didn't, you know, I'm anxiety, I don't know what that is. So I was, one day I was uh, standing in front of the heater. We had like a wall heater. And all of a sudden I couldn't catch my breath. I was like... And then catch my breath. It was scary. What's going on? So I was living on my own. So I called my mom and come pick me up. I was going to emergency. Went to Sierra. 
the man, uh, the doctor did some diagnosis, AKG, EKG, EKG, EEG, you name it, all that G's. And um, came back and said, you know what, you you suffered a uh, uh, um, anxiety. anxiety attack. And I'm like, me? You know, guys, I'm, I'm strong. And well, then again, it happened a few years later again, I'd say a year later more or less, it happened again, I went to Pisa um, Sol. So that time I went, you know what, I might have to have some treatments. I went to the therapist, and he gave me a, what's called lorazepam. And then I was on it, and I'm not going to lie to you folks, those, those pills, I didn't like them, and... And that's why I took myself off of them because I, I did, I, I'm doing techniques uh, to, to deal with it. There's different techniques. People that know me, sometimes I kind of fiddle with my hands and I get sweaty um, or I start moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just my way of dealing with the anxiety without having to take the medications. Because, you know, at the end of the day, those medications are going to get you some way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was... I want to say maybe two years ago, I, I, was, I uh, got a prescription for Xanax, and I still have two full bottles at home, and I try not to take them unless I have to. I do carry what I call my happy pills in my pocket. And there's been times that I'm in meetings, and I tell my wife, we have to leave. The feeling of anxiety, you probably will, you know, you'll give your, your testimony yes, to mom. Yes. You know, it's, it's like you want to leave the room, but you can't find the door. And like me, I said, I can't see, I'm, I'm freaking out, and I just want to run. And the thing is, it's a very unique kind of feeling. But once it passes, you feel like, oh, my Lord, something just came off your chest. Yes. And uh, so what did you talk about your, your, your experience? Oh, my goodness. Well, I haven't been diagnosed with having anxiety attacks, but I know I have them. Well, not as much as my babe does. When we're holding hands, I notice that his hands get real clammy. Real sweaty, and I'm like, oh, he's having one. Here goes. So then he tells me, you know, babe, let's go outside. I'm like, okay. So we just go outside and walk it, walk it around, you know, for him to calm down. When me, when it happens to me, I don't know when it's gonna happen. With him, he does know. I don't know when it's gonna happen. It could happen right now. See, I'm okay right now because I cannot see all of you. So I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. But if I were to be like in, like my babe does, like Mr. Abel does, like being in a crowd and stuff, public speaking, yes, I will get an anxiety attack because I'm not used to it. And the thing with me, like you were saying, babe, I don't know mm-hmm. what the triggers are. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, there's no, there's not like a, 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 a smell. Or, like, we could be anywhere and all of a sudden mm-hmm. just boom. Like one time we were at a Chick-fil-A. And I'm, I'm eating all of just see with anxieties, or in my case now, not everyone. I've dealt. I've learned how when I see a symptom coming on, I feel it. What I do, I kind of distract myself, and, and I ask my, my wife will notice. She start asking me questions: How yes. was your day? And uh-huh. kind of distract me, or yes. if I'll get up and start moving stuff around. Mm-hmm. That's the way I deal with it. But see, if someone didn't know that and they see me, they're gonna see this guy's kind of weird. He's moving around too much, and his hands and. Yeah. And that's what I mean by disability awareness, that we have to understand what that person's going through so we can understand, like me, the, now I know what I'm going through. My wife knows what I'm going through, so when yes. she sees me, uh-huh. and that's why, I wanted, that's why I thought it was important to bring this to the show. To, so, so people, mm-hmm. if you have family members, friends, don't be afraid to tell them, I have schizophrenia, I have this, I have that, so they can understand you and support you. Because let me tell you this. Let's say I have an anxiety attack. And my support system is there. They'll be able to come to me and say, you know what, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Do you need your medication? Do you want to talk? Because they understand. 
But if not, they're going to be, are you, what's wrong with him? You know, so to me, it's very important to have that disability to awareness and dialogue with your spouses, your friends, and let them know, I, this is what I have. It's not a bad thing, and I know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I need your help sometimes because this or that. So don't be afraid to reach out to those persons. To your support system, like I said, there's a what I mean by that. Di- there's a mental health diagnosis, like what I have, which is anxiety, mm-hmm. and then there's what's called intellectual and developmental. De- de- I can't say that word. Say it for developmental. Me. I have, I have people just let you know. I have what's called a. Um, a I was born with a clip, clip. So that's why my sometimes my words don't come out that good. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is that there's a difference. Someone with an IDD, I'll go ahead and go with that, which is intellectual. Those individuals are have what's called um, or are in a different category. For example, they have autism. autism. They have Asperger. Asperger. I'm sure Asperger. I'm, and I apologize, Miss Bonnie. I'm not I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. Asperger's. 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 Down syndrome, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where the the distinct difference is. It's between mental health diagnosis and an intellectual or IDD. And that's why I want to make sure that I understand that we that we talk about this. And in the, in the second half of the show, I want to, you're going to listen to a man, a young man. His name is Matthew Williams, and he has an IGD, but he's also a Special Olympics athlete. And when people see someone with an IGD, they're going to think that or know someone that has an IGD. They're going to think that they can't accomplish much. That's why I wanted to make sure to play that audio. And plus, it kind of segues to next week. Next week, we're going to have um, a, you know, a, a taped interview, but we're going to have Ms. Monica Vargas from the Special Olympics, and she's going to be talking about the program, how, you know, what, how it works and all that. So make sure you also tune in to next week. But going back to our discussion, so when you hear someone that has an IDD or a mental health diagnosis, not a men- I don't really consider it a mental illness. I don't really like that word personally. I mean, it might be the right te- clinical word, but mental health illness or mental or mental illness, I don't know. Just to me, it didn't sound right. And I, I could be wrong. I do apologize if, I, if I'm you know, saying this correctly, but I always say mental health diagnosis because that's what you have. You have a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have to live with that. Like me, I have a diagnosis. I'm blind, mm-hmm. so I have to live with it, right? So, but the point is, always reach out to your spouse, your friends, mm-hmm. if you have that diagnosis, yes. like you. Like yes. me, uh-huh. We have that communication, me and my wife. Yes, we do. Or, um, if I have an issue, she knows about it, or she has an issue, yes. she tells me about it. I know she, if she's having, yes. um, mm-hmm. I can tell by her voice, she's yes. getting anxious, so I go and, you know, yes. are you okay? Uh-huh. So that's what, it's, that's what it takes to live with an anxiety, mm-hmm. or not with yes. the anxiety, but live with anxiety. So again, you can always call in, 915-603-5176 to give your testimony. Let those people hear about your, your experiences, because it's not a bad thing, folks. It really isn't, because there's techniques, there's therapy. We've been to therapy. Yes. There's uh, medication if you want to go that route. Mm-hmm. I really don't like going medication route. Yeah. I like to do that holistically. You know, when I, you know, um, talking about that, Abel. Yes. Holistically. Holistically. And the thing is, for me, if you have a clear mind without having that medication, it kind of helps. Now, granted, there's some situations where you need to take your medication. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Like for uh, schizophrenia. <clears throat> yes, because that could cause, that could lead into manic um, disorders. Manic yeah. disorders. Mm-hmm. That could lead into uh, where you could hurt yourself or hurt others. Mm-hmm. So that I do understand, and that's why I'm saying that dialogue is very important, mm-hmm. and that's why we try to bring up the, the disability awareness or um, sensitivity training with the police department here in El Paso, uh, with the sheriff department and the El Paso police. Um, let the officers know if they can the triggers or, or the the, the, the 
the, the emotions of someone that's having an anxiety attack or schizophrenia because when you have an anxiety attack going on, I don't care what's going on. I just want to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And whoever's in my way, get out of the way. <laughs> and, but to me, at that time, it sounds rational. But later on, I'm like, wow, that's kind of, kind of weird. But like I said, at that time, it, was, it made sense to me. Get out of my way. But where, where, what time, how much time do you have to half an hour to the break of the Take a break there, Mr. Abel. Four minutes. Four minutes. So when we come back, we're going to, talk about, we're going to play that audio from Mr. Matt Williams. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, that's why you want to go to www.dialogueep, those who are on Facebook uh, Live, and listen to the audio. And listen to this gentleman. This man, uh, this young man, is, is to me, he's not an inspiration because you know he's normal in my eyes, mm-hmm. but he learns how to do those, to go around those barriers, and how in my eyes is a good role model for disability awareness. Uh, he's a, as an athlete for the Special Olympics in Canada, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I give my example, like what, what, how do I feel? How do you feel when you have an anxiety attack? I mean, uh, my back starts sweating. Oh my gosh, I just get all paralyzed. And stuff, and then not until you, not until you let me know what's going on with me, then I'll go ahead and talk to you about it. Like, oh, babe, I'm having an anxiety attack or something, or I will not tell you about it. But you're the one that knows about it more. So that's what I mean. That that dialogue is very important, you know. And um, and if you have questions, you can always reach out to people like Bonnie Perez. She's the president of the Autism Society. Miss Lucia Dawson, you can look for her on Facebook. Um, she's the director for La Familia. And ask them questions. Because sometimes you don't know resources out there until you reach out. Mm-hmm. I apologize, Miss Dawson. I don't know your number. But you can always go to uh, look for her. Lucia. Is it Lucia? Lucia. I always say her. Lucia it's Dawson. It's Lucia Dawson. And I'm sorry because my jaws talks to me different. My software. So look for her on Facebook. She's a good resource. Miss uh, yes. Bonnie Perez. Yes. I do know her number, 915-502-1309. Reach out to her and ask her questions if you could be involved. Even if you don't know anyone with a disability or a mental health diagnosis, get involved. It doesn't hurt. Get involved and, and educate ourselves. And uh, so maybe down the road when you meet someone or something's happening, you know what's going on. Exactly. So we're going to go to break for right now. You're listening to the Dialogue or the Accessibility Corner on Dialogue Radio Network brought to you by the law office of Stephanie Townsend Ayala and Associates. Stephanie Townsend Iala. At the law firm of Stephanie Townsend Iala and Associates, our attorneys, including Jennifer Coulter and my own daughter, Jessica Clute, fight for the nursing home and home health care rights of the elderly and disabled. I'm attorney Jessica Clute. The law firm of Stephanie Townsend Iala also specializes in estate planning, probate, trusts, wills, powers of attorney, nursing home advocacy, Medicaid asset protection, and guardianships. Call us at 533-0007. Look 
Welcome back to the Accessibility Corner here on Dialogue Radio Network, brought to you by the office of Stephanie Townsend, Ayala, and Associates. I don't hear myself in the ear, is that okay? No, that's okay. Okay. So, everyone, we're back here to the Accessibility Corner. We're going to be uh, playing a little clip from a young man named Matthew Williams. And listen to this man. But, I mean, listen. Listen to this gentleman. Uh, when I first listened to him, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then after a while, I'm like, whoa, this guy's pretty neat. So we're going to go ahead and play that. And then we'll come back to you right after that. Hello. My name is Matthew Williams, and I am a champion. I have won medals in three different sports at National Games in Canada, competed at the international level in basketball, and was proud to represent Canada on the world stage. I train five days a week for basketball and speed skating, work with top quality coaches and mental performance consultants to be at my best in my sport. By the way, all that is through Special Olympics. Does that change the way you think of me and my accomplishments? The world does not see all people like me as champions. Not long ago, people like me were shunned and hidden away. There has been lots of change since Special Olympics began in 1968, but in too many cases, people with intellectual disabilities are invisible to the wider population. People use the R word in front of me and they think it doesn't matter. That's the word retard or retarded used in a derogatory manner. They're not thinking about how much it hurts me and my friends. I don't want you to think I'm here because I'm a charity case. I am here because there's still a big problem with the way many people see individuals with intellectual disabilities, or too often, how they don't see them at all. Did you know the World Games happened this year? I was one of over 6,500 athletes with intellectual disabilities from 165 countries who competed in LA. There was over 62,000 spectators watching opening ceremonies, and there was live coverage on TSN and ESPN. Did you even know that happened? What do you think of when you see someone like me? I am here today to challenge you to look at us as equals. Special Olympics transforms the self-identity of athletes with intellectual disabilities and the perceptions of everyone watching. For those of you who aren't familiar, Special Olympics is for athletes with intellectual disabilities. Special Olympics is separate from the Paralympics and Olympics. We offer high-quality year-round sports programs for people with intellectual disabilities that changes lives and perceptions. This movement has changed my life and those of so many others, and it has changed the way 
the world sees people with intellectual disabilities. I was born with epilepsy and an intellectual disability. Growing up, I played hockey until I was 12 years old. The older I got, the more I felt it was harder to keep up with everyone else, and I was angry and frustrated. For a while, I did not play any sports, didn't have many friends, and felt left out and sad. There was a time when people with intellectual disabilities were hidden away from society. No one thought they could participate in sports, let alone be a valued member of society. In the 1960s, Dr. Frank Hayden, a scientist at the University of Toronto, was studying the effects of regular exercise on the fitness levels of children with intellectual disabilities. Using rigorous scientific research, Dr. Hayden and other researchers came to the conclusion that it was simply the lack of opportunity to participate that caused their fitness levels to suffer. Lots of people doubted that people with intellectual disabilities could benefit from fitness programs and sports competition opportunities. But pioneers like Dr. Hayden and Eunice Kenny Shriver, the founder of Special Olympics, persevered, and Special Olympic athletes have proved them right four and a half million times over. Before I joined Special Olympics, I was nervous because I was young, shy, not confident, and didn't have many friends. When I got there, though, everyone was very encouraging, supportive, and let me be myself without being judged. Now, I am a basketball player and speed skater who has competed at provincial, national games. And this year, made it all the way to the World Summer Games in LA, where I was part of the first ever Canadian basketball team to compete at World Games. I am one of more than four and a half million athletes around the globe, and have heard so many similar stories. Being Special Olympics athletes restores our pride and dignity. Special Olympics also addresses critical health needs. Studies have shown that, on average, men with intellectual disabilities die 13 years younger than men without, and women with intellectual disabilities die 20 years younger than women without. Special Olympics keeps us healthy by getting us active and participating in sport. Also, our coaches teach us about nutrition and health. Special Olympics also provides free health screening for athletes who have difficulty communicating with their doctor 
or accessing healthcare. At the 2015 World Summer Games, my Team Canada teammates and I played the Nigerian basketball team. The day before our game, the Nigerian basketball team went to the World Games Healthy Athlete Screening, where seven of ten members were giving hearing aids for free and got to hear clearly for the first time. The change in them was amazing. They were more excited, happy, and confident because their coach could vocally communicate with them. And they were emotional because they could hear the sounds of the basketball, the sounds of the whistle, and the cheering fans in the stands. Sounds that we take for granted. Special Olympics is transferring more than just the athlete in their sport. Special Olympics is transforming their lives off the field. This year, research findings showed that nearly half of the adults in the U.S. don't know a single person with an intellectual disability. And the 44% of Americans who don't have personal contact with intellectual disabilities are significantly less accepting and positive. Then there's the R word, proving that people with intellectual disabilities are still invisible to far too many people. People use it as a casual term or an insult. It was tweeted more than nine million times last year, and it is deeply hurtful to me and my four and a half million fellow athletes around the planet. People don't think it's insulting, but it is. As my fellow athlete and global messenger, John Franklin Stevens wrote in an open letter to a political pundit who used the R word as an insult. Come join us someday at Special Olympics. See if you walk away with your heart unchanged. This year, at the 2015 World Summer Games, people lined up for hours to get into the final night of powerlifting competition. So it was standing room only when my teammate Jackie Barrett, the Newfoundland Moose, deadlifted 655 pounds and lifted 611 pounds in the squat. setting huge new records for Special Olympics. Jackie is a record holder among all powerlifters in Newfoundland. Not just Special Olympics, all powerlifters. Jackie was a, a huge star in LA, and ESPN live tweeted his record-breaking lifts and were wowed by his performance. 50 years ago, Few imagined individuals with intellectual disabilities could do anything like that. This year, 60,000 spectators filled the famous LA Memorial Coliseum to
to watch the opening ceremonies of World Games and cheer athletes from 165 countries around the world. Far from being hidden away, we were cheered and celebrated. Special Olympics teaches athletes to be confident and proud of themselves. Special Olympics teaches the world that people with intellectual disabilities deserve respect and inclusion. Now, I have dreams and achievements in my sport, great coaches, respect and dignity, better health, and I am pursuing a career as a personal trainer. I'm no longer hidden, bullied, and I am here doing a TED Talk. The world is a different place because of Special Olympics. But there is still farther to go. So the next time you see someone with an intellectual disability, I hope you will see their ability. The next time someone uses the R word near you, I hope you will tell them how much it hurts. I hope you will think about getting involved with Special Olympics. I would like to leave you with one final thought. Nelson Mandela said, sports has the power to change the world. Special Olympics is changing the world by transforming four and a half million athletes and giving us a place to be confident, meet friends, not be judged, and get to feel like and be champions. Thank you very much. And you are listening to Mr. Matthew Williams. Isn't that man? Isn't that young man great? He gave you and see. And I like about this uh, audio or video that he he showed the importance of how Special Olympics affects him or uh, makes him proud to be a man who has an IGD. And you should be proud. I am. I mean, nothing wrong with me. Uh, just because I I happen to be uh, blind and have anxiety. Hey, 
more power to me. It gives me more stuff to, to think about, right, in, in a daily life. So before we go, I wanted to play this awesome song. Folks, if you have a chance, <gasps> yes. go to DialogueEP.com to listen to it. Just click on the, mm-hmm. it says tune in to Dialogue. Click on that and hit play. If not, I'll, I'll distribute it later in the, in the, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. What I do, Abel will send it to me. And now, I'm sorry, folks, I'm talking to the people on Facebook, too. Um, I'll do is I'll go ahead and cut it and then um, put it on Facebook. But So we're going to go and play that audio. Uh, those who are listening on the on the radio, the internet radio, we're going to play an audio of a young man, of a man called, his name is Chris Brown, or Chris Record. Um, Chris, Chris Brown, Chris like Record. And he's talking about when he heard about his son being diagnosed with autism three, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he gives his uh, point of view in a good song. My wife doesn't like rap, but just, you, you'll like it. Is it ready, Ms. Mabel? Autism awareness. The story of my son. When he was first diagnosed with autism. This is for Autism Awareness Month. Flashback, the year was 2013 With my two-year-old son after his birthday At the crib in the kitchen I was thirsty Reached for a glass but the shelf wasn't sturdy Came crashing down and the glasses were bursting Sound was so loud and alarming The first thing I saw was my son right beside me uncertain My instincts told me to go check if he's hurting I noticed that he was not moving He was sitting there just watching his movie All alone in the corner of the room He was only five feet from the sounds and the booms He never moved, he never Reacted, never even took his eyes off his iPad. This was the first time that I realized my kid had something a little bit different. I looked him in the eyes and he looked away. He didn't look surprised when I broke a plate. He didn't recognize me or know my name. It's crazy how fast things change. I try to pick him up, but he runs away. He's in and out of fits every other day. Even simple games he don't want to play. It's crazy how fast things change. Creative in the mind, maybe he's artistic He's a little bit behind, maybe he just missed it Yeah, he can't stand in line, maybe he's a misfit Puts his toys in a line, maybe he's obsessive he, He's developing his mind, maybe we can flip this I'm ignoring all the signs, maybe I won't listen He won't play with other kids, maybe he's just different He, he won't look me in the eyes, maybe he's autistic Huh, man that hits quick Goosebumps crawl from my arms to my wrists Huh, I fall on my palms and my knees And I'm praying for parents of all special needs can rise up with our faith and believe through science and doctors and holistic means strengthen the power of all human beings one day we'll find a cure for the disease until then we'll fill them with love unconditional and we'll treat them like young individuals reaching out and teaching them with all types of visuals digital physical get them on a schedule look Life can seem unfair When you look them in the eyes and they're unaware When you feel like you can't take them anywhere It's apparent that the other parents want to look and stare And I know it feels tough When they're hanging out with typical kids playing rough And a couple of the bigger kids start to shove And your child doesn't understand This is not love, no! He just want to be alone With his stuffed animals stacked in a row Watching his favorite shows on your phone Constant repetitive actions unfold Whoa! And there's so much unknown One day will he learn to live on his own Hold down a job and pay bills on his own Will he find love and then marry someone? Or will he spend his whole life at home? It's okay son, it's why I wrote this song Life should be fun so I choose to be strong I love you my son, I love your autism I looked him in the eyes and he looked away I didn't realize it would be this way But if God has a plan, I'ma trust him, eh? It's crazy how fast things change 
He's improving his speech every single day. He's learning how to play and communicate, how to behave and be brave through the phase. Man, it's crazy how fast things change. Are you sad to see me go? I'm gonna see you again for Christmas. Do you want to see me for Christmas? Do you want to see me for Christmas? Come here, give me a big hug. Stand up on the chair and give me a big hug. Come on. Big, big, big hug. Open your eyes. Okay. Do you see me? been listening to Chris record and this, this song and I apologize I'm looking, I've been looking for the, the name of the songs so you could um, hear it on Facebook I mean YouTube but I couldn't find it so uh, it says uh, on the, the label says uh, video autism awareness rap is what okay if you put it in like that it might pop up it might pop up on YouTube uh, so like I said and the reason for this song for listening to Mr. Matthew Williams and then the other video that we played audio it should bring the awareness of don't hide if you have a diagnosis, a mental health diagnosis, and if you have IgG, you let people know around you so they can understand you yeah. as uh, in regards to disability awareness. And like I said, next week we're going to have um, Ms. Monica Vargas, and we're going to try to have another guest. If you want to be on the show, you want to hear something that on the show, let me know. Uh, we do have a website, which is accessibilitycorner.com, and what I'll do, I'll put these podcasts, when after editing, I'll yes. put them on there. And yes, I do everything myself. I, is I do editing, I do all post pre-production. Abel, um, thankfully, he showed me some stuff. Yes. Uh, we have this little microphone here. So all the stuff I've kind of learned from Abel. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize, folks. I'm, a, I'm listening to. I'm, I'm no teacher, buddy. I'm, just, I'm learning myself. Yeah. So I the think we all learned from Leonard. Yeah. The Leonard. ones that are listening on the radio now. Got to send a shout out to Leonard, though. Yeah, Leonard. Leonard's an awesome Leonard. guy. He's he's yes. put everything together. And uh, I apologize for um, talking to both the audience on Facebook Live and the audience on the radio. That I've been doing this show for almost a year now. Next year, next month would be our one year anniversary. Hopefully, have a something special for that. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably grow hair by then. Not really. More um, pizza. Or pizza. There you go. Chico tacos. <laughs> no, no, it's a year anniversary, so it's got to be like you know, like a German chocolate cake or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Now you're talking. So yes. those those who are listening. On the on the radio on the internet radio, yeah. uh, we were off for maybe like two shows, but after that we've been on. Um, last year I was on for two times a month, and then Abel said, "You know what? No way! Now we're going to do it every every week." And we've been coming every week, bringing up topics. So uh, sometimes I do need help bringing up topics. And have I charged you? No, Abel. Absolutely been, not. Abel's been really good with that. Uh, he's I'm just, a public outreach guy. Okay, yeah. I mean, I yes, believe yes. in uh, getting as much information out to everybody because it's so hard to know. <laughs> it's so hard nowadays to know your rights. It's so hard nowadays to uh, know that a plumber is not ripping you off because you know plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, a, you know what I mean. Yes. You have to know. Yes. It's like a lawyer. The lawyer will oh. never ask a question that he doesn't know the answer to. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. not only that, folks, mm-hmm. that Abel is uh, allowing me to you know kind of flourish. And like he says, you know, he, he, this is his time, his studio, his equipment. Saturday costing, morning. Costing him money. 
but he, and my he, wife's in relationship. <laughs> and he knows the, the importance of, of what we're doing here, and that's why he's, he's allowed us to do this. But it's the way I'm wired, George. No, I, I think I think you know that by now. It's just oh, yeah, it's able, just it's just it, the way I'm wired, you know. And yeah, I mean, it, I, I can't stop. What am I gonna do? I tried roofing. I fell off of two roofs and stepped through a skylight. So oh my oh, gosh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. they did pay me though, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter for the pain. But what I you said, know what it's like having your leg hanging in someone's kitchen, and but the rest of you still on the <laughs> roof. The roof. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So like I said, you know, and, and a good thing about I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up, Abel. Persistent. Me and Abel, that's a big word, persistent. For this year. For this yeah. year. And what I mean by persistent, if you have a, a barrier because of your mental health diagnosis or because IDD or you have a disability, mm-hmm. be persistent. Yes. Be persistent. It'll come through. It may not come through the first, second, or third time. Um, like me, I've been looking for a job. Hopefully, knock on wood. I'll find out this week if I get a job with the Texas Attorney General. Uh, we'll he got still, it. We'll he still, got it. We'll he still just be doing doesn't the show. want to get all. We'll still be doing the show, but it's going to be... Um, Believe me, in today's climate, unless they got the blood vial, <laughs> you never know, man. You know? I was telling, you know, talking in the first show uh, about broadcasting in general and how uh, seven more people out of Intravision are gone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just like that. You know what it is, Abel? Because a lot of times, and those on Facebook Live, you kind of may agree with me and who's, those who are listening on the internet radio, a lot of times there's too much option now, unlike... Back in the nineties and the early two thousand, where there's a lot of the was it called trajectory? How do you call it? I'm sorry, I got that word. Um, the, the normal radio, um, uh, terrestrial terrestrial radio, is that there's options like us. <laughs> we are a good option now, and and we need and and you know now that I have your your audience on, I, I got to tell you, we need to build this a lot faster than it's happening. I need you all to share everything that George does and that I do, and share and share and share and and, and help us to reach a wider audience. That's the only way we're going to be able to do it through the help of those people. We know Bonnie has what like two thousand people following 4, her, four thousand people want. We want to reach them, Bonnie, and we appreciate mm-hmm. yeah. every time you share with us. You know, you guys are you know whatever special. Hi, uh, whatever special category that you feel you are in life or whatever, y'all still are voters, and that's a category for all of us. And you know, you ne- you need this kind of information. You you, you need to know that uh, uh, people are fighting for the issues. You need to know that people from El Paso and mm-hmm. go and protest in Washington D.C. You need to know all of that, and that's what we are, and that's what we wa- that's what I want to keep doing. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I, I am getting to that point now, and George knows where we have to. We need we need to monetize a little bit, you know, and. I'm not going to tell you, you know, give me $2,000 or anything like that. But, you know, it's almost like public radio. KTEP was begging for money all week. I, mean, I want to say two things, Abel, before we go. I want to thank you, and I know you agree with me, uh, YouTube, babe, that we want to give a good shout-out to Ms. Uh, Stephanie Townsend. Of course. Ayala, oh, because yeah. yes, she has sponsored so this monetarily. She has like for the whole year. And, you oh, know, yeah, including over there. And that's yeah. a lot of money, folks. You know, remember over there, when we were over there, the, you know, I mean, I was your rep. You know, I, you guys have signed with me as far as uh, me repping, you know, uh, trying to help you with PR and that kind of stuff. Yes. But over there, you know, they were, they were, they were, you know, they, they wanted, first of all, to take you away from me. Yep. They didn't even like me involved. And then they still were going to charge you uh, uh, a, a, a monthly let. Uh, yes. You know, and really over there, you, you know, they weren't going to give you any kind of analytics. They're going to say, "Yeah, we just got our, we got a big net, and there's a lot of fish in there." You know, but here, like I said, folks, you know, listen on the, on the internet radio, share it. 
if you hear about us. And I want to give you an example why I think it's very important to share. The one time, unfortunately, we had to call the paramedics for my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, the paramedic knew who I was. That was cool. He's like, <laughs> you're with Abel, aren't you? I'm like, ah, carajo. So it's, it's out there. It's, it's not bad to be with Abel. No, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. not. It's very painless. No, it's very <laughs> and it's fun, right? I mean, and it's fun. Have, have we had fun? Honestly, oh, yes, think about very, it. Very, a lot of fun. I've a had. We've fun. had Thank people so on the show serving, for, serving people on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. uh, Nathaniel, right, or uh, the Nathan, Nathan up yeah. there in oh. in Northeast that we help. Yes. You know, th- those yes. are the times that that make it so good very to do what, to do what we do because yeah. the little guy does not have anyone to fight for them, yeah. and I've been the little guy before. Yes. So I have no problem yeah. giving back. And what's yeah. cool with the show, Mr. Abel, and you know, and you 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 you'll say this. Is that we've had? I've had the opportunity to invite people, and they come on. We've had Lily Limon, David Navarez, Oscar Lister, Veronica mm-hmm. Escobar, Veronica Escobar, Escobar. ex Mayor Cook, McCook, um, Juan Carillo, Sammy Miguel, Ricardo Sammy yeah, Miguel, yeah. they're running for, and who's still uh, in the runoffs, and he'll be coming runoff. on again. Uh-huh. We've had um, Bonnie Perez, of course, uh, Mike Palamai, Mike Palamai, Felipe Martinez, you name it. We have had Josué Rodriguez. Yeah, Josue don't Rodriguez, for, don't, don't forget the. Uh, what is it? The Act Up or who are they? Oh, Desert Adapt. Yeah, Desert, Desert Adapt. Adapt. Um, Those are your brown beret guys, by the way, oh for my you gosh. guys. So, I mean, we've had all of it, and I've been really appreciative <laughs> of what, uh, the opportunity I've been given. But, like yesterday, we, we, we heard this, we went to this uh, workshop. You're given an opportunity. If you don't take it, someone else will. So, that's yes. why I want to be sure I'm here to give you this information. Again, how much time do we have left, Mike? We're done. Right. We're done. So. Oh. Bye. We're gonna be listening. We're gonna play the intro out. We're gonna be we're gonna listening to the intro out here in my ear. So you've been listening. Make to peace, not more. You, you've been listening to the Dialogue Radio Network with the Accessibility Corner, support sponsored by Stephanie Townsend yes. and Associates. So we will see you next week. With we'll have Monica Vargas from the Special mm-hmm. Olympics and the Layers, and we'll just catch you on the rebound. Yes. Take care. Bye bye. Have a good weekend. <laughs>